Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Ed Cheney, a CBD industry expert and business executive. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods of treatment that are alternatives but also complement conventional medicines. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney, along with the beautiful and wonderful Kimberly Rose. Thank you, Ed. Hello, everyone. My favorite part of the show. <laughs> okay, so listeners, we are broadcasting live with video stream from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. Yes, yes, it's another nice day. I know a lot of part of the, a lot of the country is still suffering with cold weather. Yeah. On the other hand, we are not. No. No, I think uh, we might, you know, do a splash in the pool after this. Oh, okay. All well, right, right. he so might do a splash, <laughs> not me. Okay, today's topic. It's all about CBD along with food, vitamins, medications. Now, we've done plenty of shows on medications, what you needed to know if you were taking CBD. But nobody's doing any information on what you're putting in your body on a daily basis. Food. Right. Nobody talks about the food and CBD, or let's be more specific, the food as it relates to your endocannabinoid system, your mm. ECS. Right. Because those of you who are taking CBD already, you are aware of your ECS. You know all the things that it, all the, all the parts of your body it's regulating. Right. So why not have this conversation then? How about what you're putting in your body on a daily basis? Food, nutrients, vitamins. Let's find out what helps, what increases the performance of your ECS and what takes from it. Right. Well, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and guess processed food is not a giver. <laughs> well, because processed food is the enemy of us all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. No matter ECS or not. Right. Yes, it yeah. is the enemy of us all. And, and we are getting better. We are getting better at it. Keeping in mind. Uh, yes. Processed foods will show up on this list as the not to use uh, or to avoid. Let's think about processed food. Really, it's only been around for like 40 years. Yeah. And if you want my opinion, you always do. Don't you? Of, co of course. It's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> it's life cycle is coming to an end. I think the younger generation is becoming wise. Yeah. Wiser when it comes to nutrients. They have access to information that they never, that we never had. So, you know, when fast foods and processed foods first started showing up, we didn't have Google to check in on it. Well, and nobody was telling us that no, they were not, it's right. not nutritional. Your body doesn't know what to do with this. It's, but it was so, it was marketed so well because oh, it's course. so convenient. Yeah. It's so easy for a working parent to come home and, yeah. you know, rip open the box and throw some stuff and cook it for a few minutes and boom, dinner's ready. It's not a two hour dinner process like, Sometimes if when you're cooking from from scratch, I agree. I yeah. agree. Well, let's dive in today's topic now. So what does food really have to do with your ECS? 
Well, let's refer to clinical studies. You know, we like to go there. All right, let's read a clinical review done titled The, the Endocannabinoid System, Directing Eating Behavior and Micronutrient Metabolism. Okay, this was done at the Department of Nutrition, University of California, and as far back as 2014. Why did I not get anything newer? Well, because the knowledge hasn't changed. Good. And I liked that this information was discovered that long ago. Yeah. Not that I mean, not that I like that it was discovered, but there's an awareness that this was a fairly new understood system. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they felt, I guess, since there hasn't been another study, they they were thorough. Yeah, there's and... plenty. There's okay. plenty more. Uh, just not needed in today's show. Okay. So, uh, and it does get really deep, man. Metabolizing and micronutrient stability. Oh, there was all kinds of information that likely would have put everybody here to sleep. Yeah. But I've got a nice good overall for you. And I believe that might be more helpful. Yes, definitely yeah. a summary, <laughs> yeah. please. So let's read, let's read their summary. And, and they state, the newly discovered features of the ECS i.e. 2014, <laughs> is that diet, specifically PUFA, that's P-U-F-A, and if nobody knows what PUFA stands for, it's polyunsaturated fatty acids, which we will dive into. Th that, this is a word or <laughs> a, a, a term I learned today. Yep, yep. So these features of the ECS is that diet, specifically PUFA, influences genes of the ECS in cells and tissues. The ECS participates in macronutrient metabolism and energy status. So that was the big thing here. And that was the worthy topic for today. Okay. So now we know that foods have an impact on your ECS system. So everybody that knows the term, uh, uh, when you're balanced, homeostasis, everybody knows that in most cases today, in today's world, our ECS is underperforming. Yes. That food can make a difference. Mm -hmm. So let's continue. Let's keep going down this path. All right. So let's talk about, let's talk about foods. Let's talk about good foods first. You heard me say the term PUFA and you're right, Kim, this was new to me too. Yeah. All right, what the heck is a PUFA? Well, we knew those fatty acids were good, right? We've been hearing yes, right. of these terms. You've heard fish. Right, yeah, right, right, yeah. So, and this is a part of it. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so I had to understand it a little bit more myself because I went to some paleo research and they had conversations regarding PUFA. Right, remember, polyunsaturated fatty acids. Right. And they suggested we were all out of balance. Now, what groups are represented in polyunsaturated fatty acids? Well, omega-3 and omega-6. Right. And it appears that we on today's diet are a little too heavy in omega-6. Mm. And we need to balance that back out and get more omega-3 in our diets. You may have already heard these conversations about getting more, more fish in your diet. Right. Okay. So yeah. let's just, but let's table that conversation because that was a 
That was at off in a different direction. Both of these polyunsaturated fatty acids were helpful to the ECS system. If they're out of balance, that's a different conversation and it makes sense too. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, it, what I was told is out of balance is pro-inflammatory. So if your ratio of omega-6 and omega-3 is off, you have a higher amount of omega-6, then you could be operating in a state of pro-inflammatory. Your digestive system will be more inflamed. You may have more huh. stomach aches or bowel issues. Okay, okay, so you have to kind of balance between the, the, yeah, the two? I, I can share a little bit that I've learned. Okay. Uh, but this is, this is what we have here. So the omega-3, what is considered we should have, you know, five to one. So five uh, of omega-3 to one of omega-6. Okay. All right. So that was a good one. And you go up to 10 to one. Okay. The, 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 you know, the paleo people were pushing the 10 to one. Okay. All right. There you go. So a little, little info on the side there. All right. So omega-3 fatty acids. Are the good ones, right? Are, both of these are good. Oh, okay. But this is the one you, you, one want, you want more of. More of. Okay. Four or five to five helpings to one helping of the omega-6. All right. Salmon. And they do want wild caught, herring, mackerel, and sardines. Now, these fish were all considered fatty fish. Yeah. Now, you know, if we're not talking about the other ones, the lean ones, the uh, what are some of the lean fish that are out there? Uh, the white fish. Yeah. Oh, I know. I only really eat salmon and shrimp. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so keep that in mind that this is the fatty fish that's out there. Salmon, herring, mackerel and sardines. sardines. They yeah. also suggested flaxseed and flaxseed oil, walnuts and chia seeds. Mm -hmm. Okay. These are all great versions of omega-3. Okay. When we go to omega-6, uh, polyunsaturated fatty acids, they, the, the sources for here would be sunflower seeds, okay. sesame seeds, peanut butter, peanuts, poppy seeds, oil of Avocado, so if you eat an avocado, yeah, and olives and sunflowers. Oh, I, yeah. So those are the mind. oils. Yeah, sunflower oils. You would be, I would be correct. Yes. Yeah. Sunflower oil. So these are examples of omega six. Okay. Okay. I can honestly tell you, I've never had a a, a herring. A herring. I don't think I've ever had a herring fish. It is just. It's bigger than a sardine. Okay. And it looks like a sardine. Great. Okay. Okay. And pickled herrings uh, are very common. Uh, so like, that's where you might, that's why you've never eaten one. Cause you probably saw this fish in a jar and went hell to the no. <laughs> Is it an East coast thing? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. uh, I guess us Arizonans and, don't, don't anyway. know the herring. Okay. Okay. So, so remember these pop, these, these polyunsaturated fatty acids have an impact on your ECS specifically in uh, metabolizing macronutrients and uh, and providing and, and doing energy status, providing the ability to or measuring if you have enough, and because you know that's what the ECS system does is it regulates. Okay. Okay. Now that wasn't that wasn't all. There's a few other cool things that have showed up on this list. How about this one? Chocolate. Well, that's a good one. <laughs> And chocolate contains three compounds that are structurally very similar to endocannabinoids. 
mainly one of the cannabinoids that we already know, anatomide, which is your happy molecule. So why wouldn't you want chocolate? Now, we did, we did, I did read into this more because this was actually in a clinical study and that the darker the chocolate got, closer it got to the raw cocoa, mm-hmm. the more of these compounds that were available. Okay. okay. So we've always, we've been less hearing these things right, recently. Right. The dark chocolate is obviously healthier, the healthiest of the chocolates. Do, do they say anything about, can you just get a dark chocolate bar or do they, I guess what I'm trying to say is, do you have to go more raw or more close to like a c- cocoa powder or? Uh, no, when I say dark- not cocoa powder, Oh, cocoa. Okay. So what chocolate is made of. Gotcha. I, I, if you say cocoa powder, you might, you know, be looking at that Hershey's thing in there. Right. Make your hot cocoa <laughs> that would not be That's not, on okay. this list. Okay. <laughs> That's cute. Okay. Now we go to, into herbs and teas. Now I found out that it, within herbs and teas, uh, as an example, uh, teas uh, often will contain compounds that enhance uh, the the endocannabinoid system through the CB2 receptors, hmm. much like caffeine, which we'll have another talk. Okay, mm-hmm. so CBD2, CB2 receptors. Now, uh, let's talk about a product you and I already know, beta-caryophylline. Yes. Beta-caryophylline. It happens to be found in, and by the way, beta-caryophylline is a common product a lot of cbd manufacturers will use because it has an impact on the ecs system and it is a terpene and it is a phytoterpene that's correct coming from the plant uh now so but beta caryophylline is also found in black pepper oregano cinnamon cloves and of course cannabis uh let's see let's keep going let's keep going so Oh, echinacea uh, has been known to be an antagonist to the CB2 receptor. Remember, an antagonist means that they interact. Mm -hmm. Like a molecule can land on the receptor, it will trigger it. Okay, so these are positive. Yes, we're still on what's good for you. What's good for you. Okay. Yes. So, um, So we talked about caffeine. And and I I misspoke. So caffeine... uh, enhances the activation of not the cb2 receptors i was wrong it's the cb1 receptor Uh, that caffeine activate or stim or enhances the activation of the cb1 receptor because i i that's what i was wondering when you said that i was like isn't that in the brain caffeine hits the brain okay good call good catch and kind of was thinking that as i was saying it but (laughs) It's <laughs> just rolling off my tongue so well. CB1, CB2. Yeah, it does. It rolls. Now, uh, and when I read this report, they said a daily consumption of caffeine worked best for this. Okay. Okay. Just about to share that. Um, all right. Well, let's see if there's anything else here. Nope. Well, I mean, that all sounds good. Yeah. Um, so you want something that's a little higher and good rich fat is what they're saying that really gives you a good pop. So, so yeah, let's break these into two graphs, two groups. 
So you want these foods that are considered in the PUFA, the polyunsaturated fatty acids, omega, uh -huh. omega three and omega six, and we listed those. We're also looking at very specific products that have an influence or are considered an antagonist to the CB receptors. That's the two groups. Yeah. So one of my one of my questions yes. here is: so we we know that CBD. Uh, attaches to the fat molecule or likes the fat molecule or how, what, how, what am I trying to say no, here? There's not a, there's not a relationship. here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not a relationship. So if all. you ate some fatty food, would it, would your CBD work better is what I guess is what I'm I, asking. I don't know that anybody's asked that question because uh, it didn't show up on my radar when I did this research. Okay. Okay. I understand the question though. Question makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why we put it in an oil, right? A carrier right. oil. So, but that was a delivery mechanism mm. uh, for us to get the phytocannabinoids into the body. Uh, so again, I think we're on two very distinct uh, discussions, but it's still a curious right. question. And well, those, these but, are the yeah. questions I have customers. They ask uh, me like, should I do this before I eat? Should I do it? after I eat, should I eat something, you know, yeah. what, how should I take this as far as food So goes? you want my knowledge? Hmm. My knowledge says it has no impact. Right. Your food will get digested in the way and the manner it needs to digest that food. Yeah. And so that means if you are digesting your cannabinoids, that nothing is going to enhance that. Okay. Because that system is self-contained. Yeah. Once it's done, it's done and nothing is going to Nothing that is related to the question you had was going to influence it. Okay. <laughs> anyway. All right. Hopefully I don't have a researcher turning over his grave for that answer. <laughs> I'm sorry. Here we go. <laughs> Let's talk about a few foods to avoid. Now, Kim was talking about processed foods. Well, let's start with processed grains, white bread. White bread is commonly consumed, has no benefits, nutritionally now also well i mean it provides some energy but you could get so much better energy mm -hmm. so Long processed lasting. grains uh like white bread should be a food to avoid chronic alcohol consumption should be avoided refined sugar which is in most packaged foods yeah okay uh trans fats so i I don't know. Anybody here know what trans fats are? Um, All right. So I had to go out and look <laughs> myself. I'm like, okay. I mean, kind of new. I, I heard people talk about it. I'm like, all right. All right. So I got to, I got to understand what trans fats. So trans fats seem to be a little mystery on the web, but uh, people do send, tend to know where they are and they have been discontinued in a lot of our foods we eat today but not in all of them. So let me tell you where the trans fats are. Trans fats are commonly found in fast foods mm -hmm. like French fries, tater tots. Uh, also fried foods like chicken, onion rings, nuggets. Those still to date report that there's trans fats in there. Mm -hmm. Margarine, which I think we've known this one for a while, but it surprised me that margarine's still on the shelf. Anyway, uh, how about snacks? And by the way, when I say snacks, I'm talking about some snacks and your intuition is probably spot on. Chips. Use your intuition. Right. right. 
So because some chips were designed to not be, not have unhealthy trans fats in them. Anyway, so chips, crackers, cookies, donuts, those are all snacks that will commonly have trans fats in them. Okay. Now, the cool thing about these foods to avoid is literally you're standing in the grocery store, just look to your left and your right, and you commonly can find how to avoid some of these foods that might be slowing your ECS system down or reducing its performance. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, and also suggested that pesticides had an impact. And the only way to eat food cleared of pesticides has got to be organic. Mm-hmm. And then that's in today's world. Right. All right. So. Yeah. Uh, so that was a list of foods to avoid, including including kind of an understanding of, of trans fats. Uh, let's see. Let's move. Let's move to conversations. Let's move to conversations about this this change in eating habits, uh, because it's going to go right along with one other lifestyle change. Now, when, when I saw this lifestyle change that would have a positive impact on your ECS, meaning improve its performance, I looked at the list and went, all right, that's the same list that would help with everything. Yeah. And that right. is better sleep, stress management and exercise. Yeah. Now, So my thought process is this. Oftentimes, these two go hand in hand. Well, cleaner diet. Sure. Right. And usually improve sleep. Exercise, again, helps with sleep. Better sleep helps with stress management. You know what? This whole system can be somewhat tied together as if this is an interesting subject, maybe you just kind of step back and go, okay. Where are the weak points? Mm-hmm. You know, is it in my diet? But do my diet will help with some of these lifestyle issues that the uh, ECS wants me to do? Well, I mean, we often will um, modify our diet. We've gone yeah. without meat for thirty days. We've gone. We've done a a a. a what do they little, call that intermittent fasting? We, yeah. We've tried things to see yeah. what, because you know, at our age, we're we're open to um, improving. Well, not just open to improving. After being on this planet for as long as we've been on it, we have a certain wisdom. We can sense things in our body that we weren't paying attention before. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that helps in this too. Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't say that we're. Uh, you know, 100% clean eaters by no means, (laughs) but we do try and just be aware. And I think that's one of the things when you start taking CBD and you start feeling better and you start like thinking about those things. It all tends to circle around, doesn't it? Then you go, you know what? I feel better. I'm going to start exercising because I'm not in so much pain or whatever the stress level is. And then you, then you automatically, if you start exercising, you're going to automatically start looking at your food and how you consume it and what you're consuming. Now, remember the, uh, the 
I'm sure Kim and I are very excited, and I'm sure other listeners out there would also be very excited that it said on foods to avoid chronic alcohol consumption. Yay. So <laughs> we're always do, like, are we chronic? No, we're not chronic. But we definitely do have alcohol every once in a while. So that was nice that that showed up in that way. Oh, right. Chronic. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's such a gray area these days. uh, Yeah, I was going to say chronic uh, is subjective. Yeah. Okay. So uh, in order to, because as we move into the next section, which is going to be vitamins. Yeah. uh, I think what we should do is take our sponsor break. uh, And that way we can stay on topic without getting an interruption in the middle. Yeah. Okay. So. Listeners, let's move to our break. And after the break, we're going to move into the conversation about vitamins and your ECS and CPD. So we will be right back. Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at the com. That's info at the com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show. Okay, listeners, welcome back. Let's continue this discussion and talk about vitamins, those kind of nutrients that we usually take on a regular basis. So are they helping our endocannabinoid system or are they hurting it? Now, I can share with you that I found very little that said anything was hurting it. So get it out. Whatever you're taking is probably okay. Yeah, I But I certainly found a group that maybe you could include if you so wanted to. Right. Again, also, 
I would say if you're taking, if you're eating the right foods, maybe you don't have to consume all those there vitamins. You. There you okay. So I've got four of them that showed up frequently and kind of like right on top. Uh, magnesium was one. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know. Anybody using, I use magnesium to help me sleep. Yes. Tim, do you use it? I do not. All right. Um, but I have looked into it and it it seems like it's something that I want to try. Yeah. And my doctor prescribed it to me as well. I have a case of restless leg. Uh, and he also suggested magnesium for it because I was unwilling to go to a pharmaceutical. Yeah. Uh, and does it help your restless leg? I don't know. Restless leg is such a pain in the butt. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> or a pain in the leg. Right. It's a pain in the leg. <laughs> uh, so low magnesium levels can contribute to stress, seizures, diabetes, obesity, heart problems, depression, Parkinson's, inflammatory process, cerebral palsy, loss of bone mass, vascular cal- uh, calcification, asthma, and decreased kidney function. They just added the extras on there. So it's just the citrate though, right? It's the magnesium citrate. Because I know there's another one. Oh, thank you. And, uh, so, okay, good. All right. So, uh, and it also, I remember this was a conversation about. So- okay. There's a little bit of a side effect. Okay. All right. All right. How about probiotics? Helps reduce inflammatory process and modulates the CB1 receptor expression. Okay. I've been doing that for quite a while. All right. And they're suggesting again, a good probiotic has at least 50 billion cultures. Billion. Billion. Oh, wow. I guess I got to go look at my probiotic. (laughs) Uh, How about vitamin E? Vitamin E is depleted by omega-3 and adding vitamin E gives a boost to the efficacy of the omega-3s. Ah. So vitamin E helps modulate endocannabinoid functions, and it's recommended at 400 IU daily. Hmm. Okay. okay. I'm not taking vitamin E. All right. So if you up your omega-3, which is your fish, I'll you get might, my... No, you might want to consider oh. adding vitamin E. Gotcha. Because it's depleted by omega-3. Okay. All right. And then my favorite vitamin... Yes. Vitamin D3. Why do I, I know this? Because uh, I am, I've been a big fan of outdoor exposure to sunlight because I'm aware that the skin manufactures its own vitamin D3. Yeah. And distributes it through your body. Uh, anyway, vitamin D3 deficiency has been linked to a number of autoimmune disorders and vitamin D supplementation can help to support CB2 receptor functionality. Okay, that's good to know. And again, but good doses. Uh, now you can get your vitamin D three either through uh, a, supplement a supplement over the counter, or you can get it through moderate and frequent exposures to sunlight. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, would need to be built over months. It's not uh, you go out in the sun once and you're there. Right. Uh, for me to increase my level of vitamin three to from a deficiency to a normal level will take me uh, weekly exposures, two or three times a week. Usually about two and a half, three months. Okay. And you're only exposing like what, 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes? Yeah, always depending on where the sun is. Right. You know, what time of the year, stuff like that. Sure. Never taking it to a burn. Uh, You can't do much in the wintertime. Sun's not strong enough. Yeah. Uh, Only uh, UVB, uh, the the stronger ray, will produce vitamin D3. 
Anyway, let's move off of that. I have a few more. Let's uh, talk about this one. Wow, that's a long word. Hold on, folks. Here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> this could be a shit show. Let's try it. Palmatoylethanolamide. Yeah, there you go. I think I was pretty close. <laughs> Thank goodness it has an abbreviation. P-E-A. Yay. <laughs> All right. Now, this is a lesser known endocannabinoid. Now, why is it called an endocannabinoid? Because your body makes it already. It's already being produced by your body. Okay. Okay. Now, it's as we as we're here at uh, this this endocannabinoid exerts a wide effect throughout uh, the ECS, interacting with numerous receptors, and it, it's recently discovered. Like I, this, this was a very recent report I had uh, talked about, uh, and the uses are everywhere. So it it uh, helps with the immunomodulation, which has another array of all kinds of components to it. Now remember, this is in the ECS system. Okay. Uh, it helps with pain and inflammation, and some neurological conditions, also known to improve sleep. So again, I guess the point I'm taking is it has an impact. This endocannabinoid has an impact on your ECS system. And how do you, I know and it's it, in your body. It, it currently is available as a vitamin. It is available. And they suggest 150 to 300 milligrams twice per day. P-E-A. Is that P what you would, if you went to the vitamin store? P-E-A. Yes. Okay. I mean, you know, I can try that word again. No, let's not. <laughs> is this one of those things that your body um, ha makes, but loses also when well, you get older? You know, our ECS system has been uh, less effective. Yeah. You know, with, you know, today's social habits and so forth and foods. And, and well, it's just busy. Yeah. 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 So anyway, uh, so keep out with my, how about essential oils? Well, we already talked about beta carefully. Yeah. All right. We know that one. How about lavender? Lavender inhibits enzymes that degrade anatomine and 2-AG and has moderate beta carophylline levels. And then we have something I was not aware of, Atlas Cedarwood. Heard it? I, I know in my essential oils, I've seen when you I go to it? order, I've seen Cedarwood. I don't know the Atlas part, but I'm sure... It was, it attributes to activating, activating both the CB1 and the CB2. Okay. Okay. And then we have a chirpine, uh, also known to activate CB2. I am, un, or, I'm sorry, a chirpine. This oh. is not a terpene. This is a chirp, uh, chirpine. Am I, you think I'm saying that correctly? Chir and the C H I R P I N. P -I -N. So it's a, -E. a pine, a pine. Hmm. Yep. And then what's the ma mastic? Uh, I, so it increases the PEA production. Okay. And I was not able to get any information on what Mastic was. I'm sure if anybody wants to Google that, uh, they can, I can just tell you, I ran out of time. It okay. was M-A-S-T-I-C. Yeah. And, and it the, helps your body cr uh, increase production of PEA. That, okay. That endocannabinoid what we talked about. And the O-E-A, whatever, the, whatever. So- uh, just to go back yep. on the beta car carolifeline, yep. you can find that in essential oh, oils in the copaiba, the yeah. 
the guava leaf, black pepper, lemon balm, clove, and the lang and the lang, the lang and the lang. <laughs> I know I've seen it. Yes. <laughs> I have never tried it. Excellent. Thank you for clarifying that. So, yeah, because beta carophyllene is not an essential oil, but oh, that's where you find it in, in those. Essential yeah. oils. Again, thank you. And I know that is where you have stellar knowledge. I love my essential oils. They are definitely part of my daily routine. And did we say lemon balm? Lemon balm. Yes. Yeah, we said that. Yes, we did. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, how about valerian? Are you aware? Uh-huh. Okay. That helps with sleep, right? It's a, well, it's a, a medicinal botanical often used for its anxiety. Uh, it, and like, it, it, yeah. Yeah. So it would focus in on mood. Uh-huh. Yes. It helps with, yes, it, mood it and relaxing. It activates the GABA-A receptors. Mm -hmm. I know there are CBD products out there with valerian in them. In them. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. So if you see that, if you come across product like that, uh, it, it, we're in favor of it. It'll probably be like a nighttime CBD, a calming CBD. Okay. Now, how about echinacea species? Uh, they are known for their immunomodulatory effects. Yeah. I know I take, I usually take a lot of echinacea when I think there might be a cold or something coming on. All right. Very mm -hmm. good. Exactly. Okay, yeah. So they've been known for that. They also have an, an, an agonistic interaction with the CB2. So they can have an effect on the CB2 receptor. Yep. I love it with vitamin C. It's like my go-to. You know, and I've seen them paired together before too. Yeah. All right. Let's keep going. Did you skip over ginger for a reason? Let me see. See what you got on there. Where was that? Oh, on the next page, ginger. It's a broad anti-inflammatory and pain med mitigating effects, okay. as well as anti-nausea and vomiting effects. You know why I passed on that? Hmm. Uh, because uh, my daughter had me try some a couple of days ago, and <laughs> it just set my mouth on fire. <laughs> I think there were other things in that, but ginger, yes, <laughs> ginger can, you can have... Um, a love hate relationship with ginger. Yeah. I, I care. I like it. I like it both fresh and powder, but yeah, it, it, it takes a little bit of, um, getting used to. And they had a note in here. Ginger may also reduce pain and disability severity and osteoarthritis mm -hmm. when provided at doses of 500 to 1000 milligrams per day. And this was, in studies ranging between three to 12 weeks. Thought I'd share that little piece. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I have a little concoction that I take daily that has ginger in it. All right. And it's for anti-inflammatory. Okay. Yeah. Cool. No. Yeah. It, yeah. Hey, anti-inflammatory, anything that's that combat, combat the body's inflammation. Right. Is likely a positive thing. The body needs inflammation, but there are so many things in our world today that are pro-inflammatory. Right. And they keep us in a constant state of inflammation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I obviously my CBD is my daily also, but um, 
turmeric, ginger, you know, that whole little thing I take every day. All right. Well, let's keep moving uh, to medications. Now, in this conversation, really what I want to have is kind of a broad conversation because we dedicated entire shows to which medications could be affected by the use of CBD. Yes. Uh, And I would rather someone who has a concern or interest and a specific detail about that conversation to do, to use that full show as a reference or something other than, so I'm just going to stay very surfacey here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I thought I'd start with that. We were talking about food. Uh, What's up with grapefruit? Now, the reason grapefruit comes up is because most who have done work regarding if there is an interaction issue between the medication they're taking and CBD, it's because they've heard the term grapefruit. A grapefruit right. warning. Yeah, yes. there's a grapefruit warning there. And it's because, and, and that's what I wanted to clear up. Why? It's, you can take grapefruit. Grapefruit is fine. Okay, what we have here is that. Uh, so if you're taking CBD, you can take grapefruit. Yes. All right. So it's not an issue. Um, grapefruit is metabolized or has an impact on the enzyme called CYP3A4. That very specific enzyme is responsible for metabolizing a lot of our pharmaceuticals, our prescription medicines. All right. So think through this now. So the enzyme CYP3A4 is responsible for metabolizing a lot of medications and grapefruit can have an impact. And how does it impact it? Well, let's read it right from the, right from the physicians. Grapefruit juice can block the action of intestinal CYP3A4. So instead of being metabolized, more of the drug enters the blood and stays in the blood longer. In the body longer, yeah. Or stays in the body longer. Uh-huh. All right, now let's clear this up. So, so the CYP3A4 metabolizes the medication. So once it's in your body, it will start to break it down. And those who created that pharmaceutical prescription medication knew exactly how long that process was going to take. They were able to adjust the dose so they knew exactly what your end result of that medication was going to be, what actually got into your system. Right. Okay. If you take away that enzyme CYP3A4, well, now they can't tell how much of this medication is going to be in your system because the likelihood is it's going to be more. It could be more. It could be longer. And if this is a dose-specific or dose-concerned pharmaceutical, then this is a problem. Mm-hmm. that you want to stay on top of. Oh, and by the way, as I've shared in others, uh, it simply does, it just takes uh, frequent blood tests or urinalysis tests, and they can tell you whether it's affecting it in what direction and whether you should stop whatever you're doing or continue because it's not causing that much of an issue. Uh, and I've so, heard that from plenty of doctors. Right. And we're saying that CBD kind of sort of does the so same thing. CBD has a very similar effect. Right. And But CBD can either decrease or increase the production of CY, 
P3A4. Ah, Depending okay. on, because remember what your ECS system is, it's a regulatory function. Mm -hmm. It's always regulating things. So sometimes it's going to regulate up and sometimes it's going to regulate down. And with CYP3A4, you're not sure what direction it's going to go. And if you're taking a medication and it regulates it up, you you know, the, the production of this enzyme, then you're going to get less of that pharmaceutical into your system. Right. If it regulates it down, you're going to get more of that pharmaceutical into your system. Okay. Okay. All right. So with that knowledge, grapefruit's not really a problem. I mean, it can be, but it's not a problem for the ECS. Oh, it, right. Uh, not a problem for the ECS system at all. It's if you're not on those about, pharmaceuticals. That's right. It's only about prescription drug interaction. And I want to clear that up. Yeah. Anyone, anybody think, you know, since we are talking about food, oh my God, I should be eating grapefruit. No, two, two completely different conversations. Right. Okay, cool. So any questions on that? Do you think I was quite clear? I think, I think you were, I mean, uh, again, if you want, if you're on a prescription and it gives you a grapefruit warning, I would say, and this is what I tell my customers, talk to your doctor yep. that you would like to start a CBD regimen. You would also like to have your blood, whatever, yeah. however they can check it yeah. Yeah. to make sure nothing's going that on. The levels are still the way they need it to be yeah. on your current dosing of CBD. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and the neat thing about this is when we first started this study, there was no data out. Right. So everybody was scared, including doctors. Yeah. Like, Oh no. Oh crap. All right. We're worried. But now there's data out. Yeah. And now doctors have experience because their patients are being much more open and upfront about these uses and having these. And, and since AMA opened the door for doctors to have these discussions, they're all over this stuff. They're learning about the ECS system. They're participating in conversations with their patients. And we have doctors out there that are producing their own products. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so yes, Kimberly, correct. Absolutely. All day. Have that conversation with your doctor. If you see a grapefruit warning on your prescription, that absolutely means that your prescription medication is being metabolized by the CYP3A4 enzyme, mm -hmm. which means CBD could be altering the production of that enzyme. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Okay. All right. All right. So we move on. So that's the first topic in the discussion about medications is grapefruit warning. Yeah. Do you see it on your label? Go talk. Go talk to your doctor. And we, again, we did a whole show on it. Um, it was a super deep dive yeah. and uh, it's interesting, but it's very scientific. Yeah. Yeah. Now there are common pain uh, medications that are processed by this enzyme and acetaminophen. Acetaminophen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Codeine. Mm -hmm. uh, so those are two pain uh, products that would be, again, um, uh, uh, <laughs> broken down, metabolized by the CYP3 yeah. A4. Uh, now, again, some of these things uh, like uh, cyclo, cyclosporin, mm -hmm. cyclosporin. Uh, by the way, it's an immunosuppressive agent. Agent, you know, a lot of times somebody will be on this if they're doing a transplant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about diazepam? 
Uh-huh. So people That's use anti-anxiety. that for sleep or anxiety. Uh-huh. You hear people, you know, talk it for those mood, mood-related issues. Uh, erythromycin. Yeah. Certainly have heard that before. That's an antibiotic, right? It is. That's yeah. correct. And it's a macrolide uh, group of antibiotics. Okay. Uh, now, listen, all I did was just kind of, again, give a group of them, small group. Yeah. And I just want to kind of further the conversation uh, with it. I just want to have this conversation with a general understanding. Please go a little bit further and don't allow me to sway you with, you know, eight minutes of. Yeah. I mean, we're not doctors and we're not, uh, we're just trying to give you a little bit of information so that you kind of know what is, uh, going on with your intake of these. Uh, so are you saying that the codeine, hello, are you saying codeine, codeine is for pain, right? But it's also, it can be influenced in here by grapefruit. I'm going to be, I'm going to, yes, okay. I am saying that. I am okay. saying that codeine is metabolized by that enzyme. Okay. That's what I, I really, in all clarity, I wanted to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not taking, again, I'm not taking any of those, but I guess if you are, you probably have a grapefruit warning on there. Um, and I'm just keeping an eye on. Do we have notes? Okay. Yeah. Same with the studio. Yep. Anyway. So finish your thought. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's all all I was wondering is just that 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 group goes with that warning. And there's probably already a warning on your label. We have, we have discussions in our last show on this topic about blood thinners. Yeah. Because that seems to be where you get the most questions, don't you? Yes. I know. Yeah. And it's interesting uh, that our next show will literally be live at a CBD retail store, the CBD cabinet uh, that has been there for five years, six years. And clients will actually participate in this show next week on Friday live uh, and video streamed as long as it worked out today. And you'll be able to ask questions like this. We'll be able to have conversations about people's experience with specific interactions with drugs. And I bet you're going to have conversations with blood thinners. Well, customers who have used both CBD and blood thinners. Right. They're, they're, they're common questions, uh, cholesterol, medication, blood thinners, you know, high blood pressure, all those questions usually come up in an initial interview or uh, I'll have a customer though come back in and say, so my doctor put me on this. Am I still okay? Are yeah. we, I still want to continue with CBD, but, and I try and say, did you talk to your doctor? Have you talked to your doctor? Is this something that he's on board with? Cause honestly, we don't want to step on overstep. We want to be able to work in, Contribute. in, yeah, yeah, we all want to work yeah. in harmony here. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Well, you know, after today's subject, uh, Kim, you'll be able to add even more to your consultative approach to your customers because now you can have conversations about their lifestyle habits, like their diet. You right. Know, hey, how are you doing with omega-3 and omega-6? How, uh, what is your common intake of processed grains, 
fast foods, sugars. Right. I, I think one, during the pandemic, one of the biggest questions, well, one of the biggest things was anxiety and lack of sleep. Yeah. And I had to have some real conversations with some customers asking, you know, how many glasses of wine are you having in right. the evening? Right. Because that is interrupting. Yeah. The, yeah. the CBD can only do so much. Yeah, you, you and I, tried it. you <laughs> yeah. and I, like, hey, you know what? So I, I want to drink a couple glasses of wine and, you know, I can really up the dose of CBD, but it's, it's still going to have an impact. It's still going to have an impact. Very true. Very true. So everything pretty much that you put in your body is going to have an impact on you. Um, but yeah, no, next week's show is going to be fun. Oh my goodness. Fun. Yeah. It, you're just going to get to see the inside of a CBD store live. Yeah. Um, hopefully everything goes wonderfully and smoothly, which I'm sure it will. Um, and, and talk to live customers and, and, uh, yes, yeah. yes. We have invited the customers to come to the store and you can bet I will challenge those customers for you. I am not going to let them, you know, just get off with the easy stuff. <laughs> I will ask the hard questions. Okay. Well, right. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I'm very protective over my customers, right, but uh, right. yeah, so I, yes. I might have to uh, have a plan for Kimberly over here. Yeah. No, it'll it'll be enjoyable. Please make sure you show up for that show. I think you'll uh, really appreciate it. Yeah. If nothing else, I mean, we're there'll be discounts, giveaways, consultations. Yeah. We're we're gonna do it all. Yeah. All right. So listen, listeners, I really appreciate you tuning in today. I hope we were of service to you. This is definitely a wrap for today's show. Make sure you join us for our live show at the CBD cabinet next week. I'm sure you will get lots of value at it. As a matter of fact, I'm personally going to make sure you get lots of value out of it. So wrap for today. This is Ed. And this is Kim. Sharing what's possible with natural pharmacology. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Ed Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be back with you soon. <laughs>